You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is but a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life, we celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Heart and Soul, right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. And I am your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful guest today, all about kindness, is Randy McNeely. And we're going to be talking about the kindness formula. Is there a formula to kindness? Shouldn't we just be kind to everybody? Yes, the common sense would say yes, but somehow we've seemed to have forgotten how to be kind. Of course, kindness first starts with ourselves. If we don't know how to be kind to ourselves, how do we know how to project kindness to anyone else? And how far does kindness go? Is it just a smile, opening the door for someone, carrying something for someone, doing a warm gesture, helping somebody out? It's all kindness. In my book, kindness is the key to learning how to love, and learning how to share love. If we don't know how to be kind to other people, it's because we don't know how to be kind to ourselves. And if we're not kind to other people, we're just going to continue with a world of hate and just disconnect. We need to connect to that heart, need to connect to that heart kindness. So he is the kindness ambassador. What he has got going here right now is a formula. It's, there's a book, there's a wonderful formula. He's going to be having a TV series. He's really putting his heart and soul out there in kindness because he knows how important it is. And kindness, just one drop in the ocean makes a difference, doesn't it, Randy? It certainly does. You know, it's like that little drop that ripples out for a long, long time. You see those pictures all the time with the, somebody has dropped and the ripples going out and kindness can ripple out through time. You know, I've had those experiences myself. And when I was a young boy, young teenager, lacking in self-esteem, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had a chance to type up an agenda for a school uh, student council meeting. And I got there and I was there by myself. And a friend of mine came in and I had just laid out all the agendas that I had typed up. And she was one of those girls that guys get tongue-tied over. They can't talk because they're so pretty and they're nice and just, your tongue goes like, feels like it's three feet thick, you know, kind of <laughs> like, like the tongue-tongue toffee in, in uh, the Harry Potter book. She looked at the agenda and she, not, a, not in an unkind way, but she said, oh, did you know you misspelled the word miscellaneous? And I was embarrassed. I was mm-hmm. totally embarrassed. And at that point, my, you know, in my life, there you go. Sorry about that. I'm, I'm not sure what happened. Anyway, long story short, she took a look at that agenda, not in, not in an unkind way. She said, you know, did you wor- misspell the word miscellaneous? I was, I was totally embarrassed. I really had low self-esteem at that time. And, it, and so this was just something else to whack at that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I looked at her and I immediately responded. And I said, oh, no, I didn't. I guess you think I'm pretty stupid, huh? That's what I said. I and mean, that's how I felt about myself. I felt like I was pretty stupid. And she astounded me. And I still, I still get emotional when I think about it because she responded and said in, in nine simple words, something that I've never forgotten. She said, oh, no, I don't. I think you're pretty neat. Mm-hmm. That has stayed with me 
for 30 something years since then, 35 years it's been. And the thing that, the reason why that stuck with me is because at the time I had no idea how much I needed to hear someone tell me that they thought I was neat. And that's still rippling through time for me. And I've been able to share that story and touch other people's hearts and help them recognize that exactly what you said, you know, one little drop of kindness yeah. can, can go a long, long way. It fuels a great deal. I mean, we've got to remember, it actually takes eight positives to undo one negative. So if yeah. people are being bombarded by negativity all the time, that literally goes into their cellular structure. It's a memory. Yeah. It starts building up. The walls start going up. And then they become cynical or detached, um, you know, withdrawn. And that kindness chipping away, and we need more of it. And the more we have of it, the more people begin to believe it. And yeah. the fact that she said this when you were young, you know, you were embarrassed. She was beautiful. You know, all of a sudden, the misspelled world was the worst thing in the world for you. <laughs> yeah. I, and I no, you're really neat. You know, it's like, what? You think I'm neat? You know, you forget about the misspelled word. Or suddenly the confidence is built up. And it's a simple statement. But what it is, is it's saying, I see you. And yeah. I've just yeah. finished an episode of Queen, of the Queen. And it's an episode of Prince Charles having to go to, um, to Wales to learn how to speak Welsh to do his speech. as He's the King of, um, Prince of Wales. Yeah. And it, it really gave me a different look on Charles. And, you know, he did his speech. He actually um, inserted some of his own stuff in there where he paid tribute to the Welsh and how they wanted to really preserve their language, etc. And he said to his mother, you know, aren't you going to congratulate me? Are you going to thank me? No, nope, you did your duty. And, he's, and he was saying, but they need a voice. I need a voice. And nobody wants to hear your voice. And she said, well, is that the family or is that the country? No one. And I couldn't imagine of saying that to my children because yeah. everybody's yeah. entitled to a voice. And we don't yeah. understand that the more you dismiss somebody, the yeah. more it's going to push them into other directions and it can push them into hate. It can push them into withdrawal, um, retaliation. And we've got to understand that our words create actions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, you know, we live in a time, it's, it's, no, it's no secret, it's readily, readily broadcast every day. We live in a time when light and love and unity and peace, all the essentials for a stable humanity, really, for a stable society, stable family, whatever, those essentials are being eroded at an yes. exponential rate. Mm -hmm. And they're being displaced by a tidal wave of negativity, you, you know, darkness and hate and divisiveness and contention. All those things are constantly on display. You know, we live in a 24 by 7 by 365 news cycle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we're constantly, I mean, almost always, not, not always, because I mean, you're seeing, it, it, interestingly, you're seeing more and more stories on kindness right now. But yes. most of the time, we're fed a 24-hour buffet of downer fodder. Yeah. You yeah. know, and what happens if you eat enough garbage? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it just, it's, yeah. you can't help having that garbage affect you. Right. You and you know, help. as far as the news is concerned, they'll add a little nice story at the end. But they've yeah. already started you with all the misery. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, well, and that nice story is all very nice, but it's not what you remember. <laughs> you know? yeah. well, and the other thing that, that 
you know, as amazing as the internet is, mm-hmm. as amazing as social media and stuff, because there's a lot of great stuff out there. Absolutely. But there is so much garbage. And, and the reason I say that is that there's so many people out there who hide behind usernames. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't put a face with the name. You don't get to talk to them or anything. And they spit the most vitriolic blather trash judgment yeah hate judgment unkind bull cyberbullying they spit all that out saying stuff that they would never say to your face 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 to face Mm -hmm. some of them would i mean some people are just jerks that way yes a lot of people people that wouldn't wouldn't do it otherwise well hey nobody can see me i'm in my little man cave or my woman cave i'm in my you know i'm in i'm in my virtual world so nobody else can see me so i'll say what i feel like saying whatever i want and and there's no accountability no no accountability how many how many youngsters have committed suicide from cyberbullying and and it's because the they haven't got you know they can't meet the person that's done this to them they don't understand why it's being done to them and you know what I hate the most of of that type of thing is how people get onto the bandwagon with the hysteria and then start coming out with the sewage and throwing it even more. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that mass hysteria that builds up of pitchfork. It's like a flash mob. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But a a blood mob. Yeah. Because they're out for blood. Yeah. What does that say about us as human beings that we would rather tear someone to pieces well, and, rather and, than build them up. That that's you know that's an interesting thing that you bring up there. How have, if you look at the past, if we learn anything from our history, and not to bring you know I don't want to bring World War Two up, but you think about it, how was Hitler able to mm-hmm. mobilize sixty million people to back his cause? Yes. How was he able to convince the people to, you know, do what they did with the Jews? Yes. How, and, and, and how was he able to do that? He stirred them up to anger. Yep. He stirred them up to anger and he dehumanized the Jewish population. He dehumanized the other people. And so once, oh, they're not human. It's okay. It's, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to pound. It's okay to hit. It's okay to do whatever you need. You know, it's okay to kill them. That anger, that, that, that's the same pattern that's been used throughout history mm-hmm. to stir people up to go to war. Yes. To stir people up. And so. To turn on their neighbor, to turn on their families. You know, yeah, it, rumors. Look at how much rumors do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the question is, okay, so how do we, how do we combat that? Mm-hmm. And there, there are a lot of tools. You know, love is the greatest tool. Yes. But you, you know, can't get people from hate to love in one. No, you, you know, can't. The, the, there's the process can't. that they need to go through. Yeah. And, and, and there's an easy formula, which mm-hmm. I'm going to get to now. I can talk a little bit about the, what I call the kindness givers formula. You know, most people, a lot, I mean, a lot of, there's a lot of people that, that are kind by instinct. They, they have the kindness instinct. They're, they're just, you know, they simply, they're just that way. Mm-hmm. But for, the, for the majority of us who are not quite that way, I, mean, I think I consider myself somewhere in between being being that way and 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 needing a bit of work <laughs> to be kind but so what i have done is just put together four simple steps for creating a habit of daily intentional kindness very easy to learn and very easy to implement and and here they are i'll i'll, I'll spill them out there 
every day when you get up, take a minute to think, I'm going to be a kindness giver today. Make that determination. Just have that, have that in your head. I will be a kindness to giver today. If you want to do like I do sometimes, I say, I am kindness. I give mm-hmm. kindness. I, I live for kindness. But get that in your head. Take a 30 seconds to do it. And then the second step is, is, is fairly easy. Take five or 10 minutes. Think about who you're going to be with, what you're going to be doing, where you're going to be during the day. And think of potential situations where you could give some kindness. Tell somebody they look nice, smile, or whatever it may be. If you're going to be in a meeting, be ready to listen. Have an open mind, open heart. Whatever you're going to be doing. If you're driving, <laughs> drive, drive kindly. You know, But take time to think about those situations. And, and I say potential because you, know, you, you can't totally plan everything. You never, our days never go the way they're going to. Yep. But then once, you, once you've taken time for that, then go throughout your day and, and have your, what I say, you know, have your kindness antennas raised. Be looking for opportunities to be kind. Don't just wait for them to come to you, but be actively looking for them. Mm-hmm. And then act. Act on every kindness opportunity you have that's, re- you know, within reason. You know, you may not be able to do everything, but you can certainly do, you know, what you can. And then at the end, you know, after that, the final step is easy. Look, you know, invite and encourage other people to do the same thing. That's it. Simple, effective, and doable. And the, the beautiful thing about it, Sarah, is it can be applied at all levels of society. And when I say that, what I mean by that is it applied at the individual level. You were talking about kindness to self earlier. Mm-hmm. We, we have, it starts with us. We have mm-hmm. to be kind to ourselves. Get up and look in the mirror and recognize every person on this planet, everyone has value. Mm-hmm. We all have value. And because we're human and we have the ability to choose, mm-hmm. we can choose to make something of ourselves. We can choose to do good things. We can choose to be kind to ourselves. You know, we all spend 100% of the time with ourselves. Yes. <laughs> we can't get away from ourselves. No, we can't. It doesn't matter what so, you try and do. You're with you <laughs> forever. Yeah. And, and think about it. Think about how, this, how, how your day goes. If you're constantly beating yourself mm-hmm. up, you're constantly telling yourself, I'm an idiot. Oh, boy, I'm stupid. Oh, you know, it's, it's like we were talking about before. You get a constant 24-hour diet of downer fodder like mm-hmm. that. And, and how many people are going to want to be around you? Right. You right. know, and, and how are you going to influence people? Everybody's going to turn and every time they see you, they're going to be like, oh man, there comes Randy. Jeez. Oh, you know? Yeah, exactly. How can we avoid him? Yeah. Yeah. And so be kind, learn to be kind to yourself. It starts there. So at the individual level, you can use the kindness givers formula. You can think of ways that you're unkind to yourself and think, you know, what triggers that? What can I do to change that? How can I be different? And start, you know, working on that and follow, go through the formula for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then think about it at the family level. Mm-hmm. It can be used at the family level. It can be used in the neighborhood. You know, it can be used in the community. It can be used at the national level. It can be yes. used at the world level. That yes. formula works at all those stages. And here's the other thing that is beautiful about this formula. And it's going to be in my next book, The Economics of Kindness. Kindness is the greatest untapped economic power on the planet. I will argue that till the cows come home. Love and kindness is the best currency we have. It is. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. You think, think it's about the true this. enrichment. 
Well, and if let's say you're an organization, you're a business. Mm-hmm. You're in business, Sarah. Mm-hmm. This is this is a business for you. This is a business, right? If I, in our pre-interview, had treated you like a jerk. You wouldn't be on. We wouldn't be talking right now, right? (laughs) (laughs) We wouldn't be talking. You know, when people know you, like you, and they feel like they can trust Mm -hmm. you, what happens? They want to be, they want to be with you. If you're, if you're an organization and you create a kind culture, you have a culture where your employees know when I go into work, I'm going to be appreciated. They look for people. They hire people who treat people with respect. Right treat people who lift and build. Now I say on the, I might, some people tell me, Oh, you're just arguing for a like utopia in a business. No, I, I totally understand that people are human. Yes. That there are going to be challenges, but you can constantly be looking for the kinder option whenever you have those challenges. And why can't we strive for the utopia? We know that we should, not, you, you know, we may get utopia moments. I yeah. know it's unrealistic that we're going to be there all the time, but then once we get a taste of that moment, we go, Oh, this really tastes good. We must do this more often. So well, why do we cap ourselves and say, well, we can't have that. We can if we strive for it. We can. We, can, we, we should be working towards it all the time. And you think mm. about, you get the kind culture. How, what is that going to do for employee happiness? What's it going to do? If you have a culture that's kind, the automatic naturally flowing result from that is happier people working there. More loyal people, too. More loyal people, too. Kindness and happiness are like horse in a carriage. Yes, yes. (laughs) Love and marriage. You can't have one without the other. You 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 shouldn't have one without the other. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, we won't go there. (laughs) (laughs) But kindness and happiness are inextricably connected. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't be a kind person and not be happier. You just can't. And you can't be happy without being kind. The thing is about kindness, just even making someone smile. Yeah. You know, you, you're going for a coffee and the barista is having a hard day. Maybe the machine's playing out. The lineup has been out the door. People have been grumpy. And how's your day today? How are you doing? Oh, bad day. I hope it gets better. The, the thing is, you have acknowledged them. How yeah. many people go through life unseen? Yeah. You know, we're, we're yeah. treated by numbers most of the time. You yeah. know, a file yeah. number, this number, that number. And You're then, a number among the herd. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, from, from being a counselor for so many years, one of the things I know that is a common denominator amongst most people is the forgotten child, the child unheard, unseen, um, yeah. and listened to, the child that felt neglected or never encouraged, always was meant to live up to somebody else's expectation and not follow their own dream, not, not have that water. Not allowed to be themselves. Not, not allowed, allowed to, to be themselves. You know, conform, yeah. conform, conform. Yeah. And, you know, when Child you got, should be heard and not seen. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, we, we talk about that statement, but it's still very much happening. Yeah. And the thing is, when you've got people cyberbullying, people that hide behind and that are spitting out such sewage, it is their own discontent that they are sharing. their own brokenness that they're sharing. And instead of going, oh, I know what you're going through. Let's heal together. I want to break you too so you feel as miserable as I do. So if we drop that kindness constantly, drip, drip, drip into them, and, you know, instead of retaliation back to them, you jerk, you this, you that, you know, a drop of kindness. I'm sorry you feel that way. What makes you feel that way? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Engage in a way that, and some people you're never going to get the unjerkness. That they're just 
become too much of a jerk, they're not going to change. But other people go, oh, but most of the time people don't follow me anymore or retaliate on me. This person wants to know why or, or you know, wants to know more. Maybe I can yeah. open that door. And we don't realize how much of just paying attention to each other as a human being, as a person, as a person with a heart, a soul, a spirit, dreams, insecurities, how far it goes of just being seen and being heard. That yeah. is a massive yeah. kindness, I think. Well, it is. It is. And you think about it like, uh, you know, going back to just a little bit about the, you know, a business, but this is a, it can be applied at an individual, again, all those levels. Yes. If you, if you have a happier group of people working for you, what's going to, what's going to be the natural result from that? They're going to want to work harder. They're yes. going to feel more loyalty. Mm -hmm. And they're, what's going to happen to their productivity? Yes. It's going to go up. Yes. And so when you're, when you have happier employee, you know, kind, kind culture, happier employees, higher productivity, how are your customers going to feel about that? Because they're going to have greater ability to add value to those customers, their capabilities there. And, and so you're going to have greater value add with the customers. Customers are going to be happier. They're going to come back to you. They're going to be loyal to you. The ripple exactly. effect has gone out. <laughs> so you're going to have greater opportunities, yes, increased opportunities. And what's going to happen to the prosperity of the organization? It's going to increase. What's the best thing an organization can have? A positive referral. Exactly. A exactly. negative referral can be so much more damning. A positive referral, I use them and they did this. I yep. love the way they treated me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I had a mechanic in, when I lived in Colorado. His name was Eddie. I don't remember Eddie's last name anymore. But I lived in Aurora and, and Eddie was had been in business for i don't know 15 20 years he's a mechanic and i asked him so how do you advertise he said i've never spent a dollar on after advertising <coughs> i said well how's that and he says because i don't have to people just tell people about me and mm -hmm. <laughs> and and it was true i mean i must have referred three or four hundred people to him yes i'm not i'm literally uh, everybody i knew that i anybody ever heard say they needed a mechanic or whatever uh, oh you need to go to eddie he's he was constantly packed though i mean it was sometimes it was it was a good thing and then he says you know sometimes i wish i didn't have so many referrals <laughs> but, but, uh, but also wouldn't you trust somebody when somebody says you know i went to this person yeah. and gave me great service and let's bottom line it is whatever they're doing for you want them to do well but yeah. the way they treat you, the service they give you is what's going to make you go back. So yeah. when somebody says something good about you, um, you know, you, you're going to get referred and vice versa. When you say something, um, I'm going to trust what somebody else says, a friend says, because they yeah. had a good experience. Then I'm going to trust the yellow pages. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean you're going to trust yeah. them. Yeah. I don't ever look at the yellow pages whenever, whenever I'm looking. I mean, they're around anymore. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I'm looking for a major service. I always find a friend. Yes. Somebody, hey, do you have anybody you can recommend for this yes. or, you know, that can, you know, that does this, that you know, does this, whatever, you know, because they're, I'm always going to trust them more. I mean, this so. is the reason why I do these shows, you know, it's for people to be enlightened, 
you know, yeah. I believe that in inspiration is invitation because if you're yeah. inspired by somebody, you're invited to take action yeah. in your own life. Yeah. It's also for people who go, you know, I, I really liked that person, what they had to say. I want to reach out to them for their service. So yeah. instead of yeah. just like, you know, Google app or this or that, it's like, I can actually listen to this person and know whether it's a person that can serve me or not. I resonate sure. with them. And sure. Yeah, there may be a little longer that you're going to be listening than it would be on a quick finger on a map, but you you feel like you know the person already, right? Yeah, 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 and it's a comfortable feeling. Yes. And you, and you can't help wanting to listen to it. Oh, wow, that, that was yeah. pretty good. What, what, what else do they have to say? You know, I, I yeah. have found that uh, as I've been talking about kindness, you know, I'm, I'm making more and more connections from people all over the world. It's mm -hmm. not just because kindness is a global thing. It, it, it's a, it has global appeal. I'll put it that way. Everybody wants to have kindness. I mean, it's, it's a part of being human. It's, part of, it's in our bloodstream. It's, kindness it is, is It there. is. Yeah. And it doesn't know any language barrier. No. It doesn't, no. you know, I wrote a song <laughs> and recorded it with my daughters a few years ago called Everybody Speak Smile. I talked to you a little bit about that uh, mm. the other day when mm. we were talking. And, I'm hoping uh, we can play it as we go out if you've got the degree uh, on it. Uh, I have the MP3, but it still has the word uh, Bombay instead of Mumbai. In oh, there. that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send it to you. Yes. Yes, yes I, I will send it to you. Finish the show off with it. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, the the reason it's everybody speaks smile, and the whole premise behind it is that smiles don't know any barriers. No. Smiles know no language barriers, so everybody speaks smile. Everybody no. understands it, and it's the same thing, you know, kindness. Everybody understands kindness. They do. And, and it doesn't matter where you go. And the thing, you know, there's so many different ways we can have an impact on people. I mean, you were talking about the coffee shop or mm -hmm. the barista or whatever. Yes. I just had a friend of mine on LinkedIn tag me on a post about an experience she had yesterday. She, she was at Starbucks. She went there and she could tell that, that she could see this lady next to her just quietly sobbing. Mm -hmm. And she was able to reach out and, and just put a, a you know, hand on her shoulder and say, hey, is there, are you okay? Is there anything I can do for you? And, and uh, you know, the lady shared that she had, you know, after being employed at this place for 32 years, she had just lost her job. Wow. And uh, No kindness there. No, no well, but yeah, no kindness there. But at least she had, you know, my friend was able to, you know, comfort yeah. her and, and, she came away, you know, she paid her tab too. Mm. She paid for, you know, and was able to, to at least help her know that somebody cared. Yes. And somebody was willing to listen. And, and she doesn't, you know, I, that was the end of the story for my friend. She hasn't, she has no idea how much that might've impacted that person. We don't actually you know? actually underestimate how utterly kind and caring a hug is. And oh, yeah. the hug could be a physical hug. It could be a virtual hug. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, it's just make, letting, taking people into your arms, you know, like yeah. a child will take, you know, a mom, yeah. uh, we will take a child into our bosom, you know, it's, yeah. comfort. It, it's a place where I've got you. And sometimes yeah. that's all people need to know is I've got you. And out yeah. from that comes strength comes your yeah. own strength it fortifies you because someone's got you you're not alone and isn't loneliness one of the biggest killers out there and i don't well, mean loneliness just living alone but feeling alone in life you can be among a whole bunch of people and still yes. feel lonely oh 
done you know? many articles on that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's another thing to think about, and we don't think about this enough. How many, you know, we, we know that there's a rise in violence. Mm. We know that there's a rise in suicide. Mm. We know that there's a rise in, in opioids and all these other things. What are those symptoms of? They're symptoms of what I talked about earlier, about the, the darkness, the negativity, the hate that is, is rising. We're, <laughs> and I, I put a term for that. It's called societal climate change. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we talk about physical climate change all the time. Mm -hmm. we, we don't ever hear about societal climate change, but that's what I'm talking about. And it's far more dangerous right now for us than, you know, we're worried about what might happen with physical climate change. With societal climate change, we're seeing what's happening. Yes. We're seeing it right now. Yeah. We're seeing it all around us and we're seeing the results and it's not good. And so here's the thing that we need to think about is, and we'll never know the answer to this. How many of those suicides, how many gun shots, how many drug users maybe could have been prevented mm -hmm. if someone had been kind to that person? Yeah. You know, do you remember the Columbine yeah. massacre back in 19, was it? Or, was it 2000 or 1999? No, no. Yeah, it was in the 90s. 1999, something like that. Or maybe it was 1990. I, I don't remember. No, it was 99. Anyway, you know, I asked that question, you know, I, you know throw out that thought about being able to prevent something. One of the killers was in the library. One of those young men was in the library and he saw somebody on their table. He says, who's under there? yelled at him to come out and show yourself. The young man that was under the table knew the kid who had the gun. And he came out and he says, and he says to him, you know, what are you going to do with me? You're going to shoot me. You're going to kill me too. And, and, and the kid, you know, the, 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 I can't remember which one of them was like, if it was Dylan Klebold or the other, other young men, but he said, no, John run run, run now. Mm -hmm. And he ran. And after that, you know, John, this kid, John thought, you know, he, he, he racked his brain. Why did he let me go? When, uh, well, first thing he asked, he says, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're just shooting people. Mm -hmm. And then he then he says, were well, you going to shoot me too? And then, you know, and then he says, you know, no, John run, run now. And he couldn't figure out, he said, the only thing he could think of is the reason why he let him go is because he had been kind to him. Right. He had been nice to him. Yeah. He hadn't treated him in the way that other people had treated him. He hadn't bullied him. Now, that saved one life. How many, how many other lives might have been saved? You know what I'm saying? You know, I think one of the big problems we have. Oh, don't tell me I have enough problems of my own. Well, if you got with someone and you each shared your problems, those problems are halved. You know, it's like, oh, you've got this problem. I know somebody or how about you do this? Or, you know, I, I'm there for you. We think that we have to keep our problems to ourselves and then it manifests in a way of bitterness and hate and I just got to hurt somebody because I'm hurting. Yeah. 
if we share those problems and if we are less resistant to hearing other people's problems. Yeah. Right. You know, because yeah. oh God, I've got enough on my own plate. Well, when you actually give kindness and time, you know, one of the big, big words is time here. I don't have time for kindness. Yes, you do. Every single moment of the day, you can be kind to someone in a gesture, in a look, in a yeah. tone of voice, right? Yeah. But yeah. giving somebody the time to hear them, yeah. even if it's just yeah. a moan and a gripe, they need to get it off their chest. Yeah. They feel they've been heard. Oh, thank you for being kind. Thank you for listening to me. Instead of that bottling up in them and becoming a dialogue that they can no longer deal with and where they go and then take actions, yeah. that are destructive you've given away somebody to release because yeah. you were prepared to listen and give them the time that is a big act of kindness and one we need to be less selfish with and do more of oh yeah yeah well you said and, you know interestingly you talking about that triggered another uh, thought uh, about another story mind if i share it Please, <laughs> another, go ahead. that's what it's all about i, I was uh, you know i i've had i've been blessed to have a chance to talk to some of my LinkedIn connections directly, you know, they've reached out and said, Hey, would you be open to a phone call? Or I've reached out to them. This is how we met. And, and, yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, you know, there was this one lady that, uh, you know, I reached out to her and I says, Hey, you know, I would just love to have a conversation with you. Cause I could tell that kindness was in her wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. And, and um, so we ended up talking and, and we, you know, I says, would you be open to sharing some, stories with me because she started talking about all these different things I said okay we need to get together for an hour on zoom and just record it and you can tell me stories and so she did and she and I'm not going to say her name she knows who she is and she'll know who I'm talking about when I, <laughs> when I share this but one story she told me was about you know as a teenager she went with a group of, of kids uh, to to work at a bible camp for five days and uh, this was in, I think it was in Rhode Island. And, and uh, she put it this way, the, the neighborhood that they were going into was not what she was used to seeing. It was different, quite a bit different from where they were, where she was from, and I believe it was in Philadelphia. And uh, she said, you know, it would have been easy for me to judge, mm. you know, but she said, you know, and I, I was 15, would have been easy for me to judge but I was there to serve. I was there to be part of a Bible camp. I was there to be a counselor. And so I didn't let what was around me bother me. I didn't let it, you know, I didn't think about it. You know, I, I, I wanted to help these kids. And so she, she's the kind of person that likes a challenge. And there were these two young men that were twins that were like night and day different. One of them every other word out of his mouth was a swear word. I mean, he was cussing, cursing, and he was cursing at everybody. And the other one, I mean, his twin brother was like totally opposite. I mean, just totally quiet, congenial, calm, cool kid. And um, nobody, you know, everybody was, nobody was excited about having these two boys, you know, in their group. And, and, and so this lady says, well, I'll take them. She, she likes to figure out what makes people tick and why mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. act the way they act. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, and, and this is when she's, she's 15 years old and she's got these two young boys and, 
the she said after a couple the the, the couple days i mean she was just frustrated one morning and you know she says okay i tell you what i'm gonna make you a deal she said i don't like being angry with you and i don't like the way that you're treating me so we're gonna make a deal if you get if you start swearing and saying unkind things you're gonna go sit on that stump there's this big stump she says you know out in the middle of the field you're gonna go sit on that stump and if i react angrily to you if i get upset or angrily anger you know or act angry i'm gonna go sit on the stump well she says you know within a couple minutes they're both sitting on the stump (laughs) (laughs) and but you know, it, it was interesting. She says, you know, I, I, I just, I said, I had to, I asked him, I says, why do you act the way you do? Why do you curse at people and swear at people? Why do you do? So I'm just angry. He says, well, what are you angry about? I'm angry at the world. And he says, well, why are you angry at the world? Because my mom's on drugs. She gave us to our grandma. She wouldn't take care of us. She can barely, I mean, she can, my grandma barely can take care of us. He says, I'm just angry. And uh, so she sat there and listened to him. She, she listened to him talk about those things and she didn't judge him. She, mm-hmm. and, and she told me a couple other things I don't remember for sure. But anyway, long story short, that stump started instead of being a place of punishment, right. it became a place where they came together mm-hmm. and they would talk. Mm-hmm. And they would talk about life mm-hmm. and about what you know, was going on and, and how maybe if he treated people a little bit differently, that his life might be a little better. Yeah. If he was kinder. Well, at the end of the week, they had an awards night and they are an awards. Night. They, they, they had to do a, some skits, you know, these groups did some skits and they did some awards and they got all done. And at the end, this little boy runs up there and says, can I make an announcement? And she's sitting there thinking, oh, great, potty mouth boy. (laughs) (laughs) But he didn't swear or anything. He says, could so-and-so please come up to the front here? And so my friend went up to the front. And he says, I want to give you this friendship bracelet that I made. He says, and I want to thank you for caring you know that touches my heart oh that touches my heart you know there's this little boy this angry little boy and by the end of the week because she was willing to hear and to listen you know he totally changed and his his grandmother was there with I guess a cousin or somebody and my friend says yeah his grandma just came up and gave me a big hug she says I don't know what you did but thank you. You know? you know, that goes back to my point of being willing to listen. You know, we carry yeah. wounds around. Things happen to us. And as a child, we don't know why they're happening. But it's an automatic thing that we get guilty about it. I must have caused it. You know, parents yeah. divorce. Yeah. I must have caused it. Mummy and dad are fighting. I must have caused it. We take yeah. on that guilt trip. And we don't realize that just explaining or, or allowing someone you know, nothing is too stupid. This is the thing, you know, like right in the beginning, you were talking about you felt yeah. stupid because you missed the letter out of a word. But why are we constantly made to feel stupid over something? 
You know, nothing is, is too stupid. And if it is, God, you know, that's stupid. Why did I feel that way? Lighten <laughs> up about it. Lighten up about it. You know, laughter is a wonderful healer. It is. And it's it okay is. if we laugh at ourselves or laugh at each other sometimes and go, God, you got your knickers in a twist over that one, didn't you, love? You know? <laughs> Well, so case in point, uh, you know, I put this meme out on LinkedIn yesterday about leadership and, and I got all these comments on it, comments on it, and, and it, it had been out there for like three hours. And finally this one lady says, well, isn't success spelled this way? So I still spell it, misspell words. I'm just I spelled it. I spelled it S-U-C-S-E-S-S instead of S-U-C-C-E-S-S. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I'm and, dyslectic. My lectures are always going in the wrong way. And, you know, as I pointed out to somebody one time. If you're so bothered by the spelling, you're going to miss the meaning of the content. Exactly. Right? Exactly. You're like, going to miss the point. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, there are some professionals out there that have people professionally writing for them that still make faux pas. Let's not focus on the faux pas. Let's focus on what it's trying to say. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I mean, I just... You talk about, you know, being able to laugh at ourselves. This morning, uh, you know, I mean, after I saw her thing last night i got up and i made a, a new meme and i just you know i went into the same post because you can't you can't change a picture out once you put it in there but i just mm -hmm. in the comments i said one of my reviewers or one of my commenters kindly pointed out that i misspelled the word you know misspelled the word success oops yes exactly <laughs> that's all i, that's all I said you know, yes. here's here's a corrected version right. of the meme. <laughs> you know? but that's that's humanizing something it's like this whole need to be perfect yeah. Or if I'm not perfect, people are going to think less of me. Well, you know, if I don't do this right, you know, nobody's going to like me. Balderdash. You know, yeah. if people like who you are for, for what you do. You know, um, I have a, 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 a new saying. It, activism is great, but actionism is better. Exactly. Right? And so it's what you do. You know, and if you can laugh at yourself... Uh, I used to take things seriously because I felt guilty and I felt stupid because I do have dyslexia. And, and I, I, you know, I, was a, I have an academic family. And so, of course, I'm not an academic person in any shape or form. And so it was always under that scrutiny that, you know, you're non-academic. And I thought being non-academic meant you weren't intelligent. Well, intelligence comes in so many different ways, intuitive oh, intelligence and, you know, worldly intelligence, experience intelligence. It's not sure. book intelligence. Yeah. And what I've learned now, doesn't matter how much knowledge you have in your head. When you connect to your heart, your soul and your spirit, you'll understand the wisdom of your knowledge. Yeah. And that's the importance. Yeah. It's not knowledge for knowledge's sake. Yeah. It's the wisdom and understanding what that knowledge means to you and how you can use it. Yep. Yep. Well, and a great way to be kind to ourselves is to to work hard to overcome perfectionism. Because I think perfectionism has been perfect. None, none of us are uh, none no. of us are perfect, and we all all we can do is do the best we can. Exactly. And you learn. Know, when, you, you know, when you look at a diamond that's imperfect, it's worth more. Yeah. Why can't we be the imperfect diamond? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That makes us unique. That makes us us. Yeah. Yep. yep. Right. Why do we constantly go around apologizing for ourselves? For what? And we don't, we don't need to. We don't you know? need to. 
That's we, where that kindness comes from. I used to, <laughs> I used to take myself way too seriously. I still do uh, to a point, but you know, I've, I'm I'm learning to to laugh a lot more at myself. Well, here's the other thing that you know, for me, and maybe I'm laying myself out here, and I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable. But that's okay. Vulnerability is a good you know, gift. When I I I have struggled with self-esteem for a long time. You know, as like I said, I, I you know I'm my own worst critic. I'm very I'm a lot harder on myself than anybody else is. Well, yeah. One of the beautiful things about this formula for me is I am branding myself as the kindness giver. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to be the kindness giver, I have to be the kindness giver. And I use the formula. Yes. And I use it on myself. Mm-hmm. And I like me a lot better. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, exactly. I'm, I'm realizing you that, you know, I'm okay. <laughs> yes. It's not being self-aggrandizing to no. say, to be, to feel like I'm okay. I have value. I have worth. And I don't have to get my worth from other people validating me. Precisely. You it's know, the my importance worth- of you, not your self-importance. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Self-importance is the ego-driven, but the importance of you is placing value on you. And yeah. only you really know your value. Yeah. Excuse me for, man, I'm yawning. I wish you could cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> so it caught me speaking. Um, um, yeah, I mean, that, don't we all battle with that self-esteem? And I call that societal expectation. We've been brought up that we have got to be. You should. You've got to be. You, you're only worth something if you're this. You're only worth something if you're earning that much yeah. or if you have that title. Again, balderdash to all of that. You know, yeah. your contribution has got nothing to do with money. Your contribution has got nothing to do with fame and fortune. Your contribution to the world comes from the heart, yeah. comes from the intent, yeah. comes from the soul. And giving a bucket of kindness to people because that lights up your heart when you see it like lighting up other people's heart is worth any bucket of gold anytime. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't trade the sweet experiences I've had. Mm-hmm by giving kindness for anything. No. I mean, I, I've been blessed to be in positions where I've been able to do simple things, just simple things that have made a, you know, a big difference to somebody. And, and not saying that to, to hold myself up as light because I, I'm not, but I just, I, I'm grateful for the blessing I've had to be in those positions. Yes. And I wouldn't trade them for anything. I was in a, I, I had an opportunity a few years ago. I was traveling, traveled a lot. And, uh, you know, I I came into an airport and sat down in the waiting area. You know, I'm sitting in the lobby area, you know, in the waiting area, waiting for the plane to get there. And a gentleman came in, big, tall guy, probably six, four, six, five, big, tall guy, had a brace on his leg. And, And he had just had knee replacement surgery not too long before that. And here he was, he was going to be getting on a plane with the knee brace on, sitting in the economy seats. He's six foot five. Yes. Now you tell Legs me how- Over the, over the seat how, in front of him. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting there thinking, are they gonna melt you and pour you into yeah. that seat? Or, <laughs> yes. You know, I mean- It's for midgets, it's, not it's, for tall people. <laughs> well, I had, I, had had, I had enough points because I'd been flying enough that I had been upgraded to first class. Aww. And so, I just went to the, I went to the stewardess and I said, listen, you know, 
I don't like the economy seats more than anybody, more than anybody else does really. But I said, I'm more than happy. I'm going to be a lot more comfortable back there than this gentleman is. Is it possible for us to change seats for me to change seats? Oh no, no, we can't do that. And I, I finally had to, I said, I had to, uh, I said, listen, you know, I, I can't remember if I had to get a manager or something like this. I said, listen, I have been a loyal customer with you guys for a long time. I've had, I've been flying with you. I've had my, I spent a lot of money on your airlines. And I know that you guys like your reputation. Mm-hmm. And I've stayed with you because of, you know, because you've been good to me. I want to keep having those good feelings. Would you be willing to let me do this? This man, I want to, I just trying to help this man out so that his, his flight home is going to be more comfortable. And the manager said, yeah, we can do that. And they worked it out. They just had it. We had to wait until everybody was seated. And I didn't tell the, the guy that I was going to switch with him. I didn't say anything to him. That I, well, maybe I did. I can't remember. I, I don't think I did. This is in my book, by the way. I'm giving a story, a, a story <laughs> in my book, The Kindness Gives For Me. But anyway, I didn't tell, but they ended up, you know, getting everybody seated. And then they made the announcement just say, hey, so-and-so, could you please come up to the front? And, and then we switched. And, I, you know, he sat in first class and I sat in economy class. And I have to tell you, that was probably the most comfortable economy class ride I've ever had. Not because the size of the seat had no. changed. Size no, but hot. because I felt yeah. good inside. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. And that experience that you gave him, that is something yeah. is going to ripple out. Do you know what somebody did for me? It's not the fact that he was more comfortable in that seat. It was what somebody went out of the way to do for him. And people share that. That ripples out. It inspires them to be kind to others because it made them feel so good. Nobody loses. Everybody wins. Exactly. (laughs) You just took my, uh, you know, the theme from our show out of of my mouth. At the the very end, every time we're on our our reality TV show, the, the last words are going to be, remember, with kindness, everybody wins. Exactly. You know, so. And we need the, so much kindness. I mean, we had a talk before of what your TV show is going to be about, where you're going to be interviewing people. Um, yes. Uh, I don't know if it's random or if you're picking people with their stories, but just doing acts of kindness and seeing how it works with them. But they're, you know, they're, they're not people that are mainstream. You're picking people from the communities. Well, what we're going to be doing is, is the show is going to be called kindness hunters and we're actually now people might be concerned about the term hunters but we're hunting down looking for stories of people who have had some real challenges some real difficulties to overcome you know they may have had personal tragedies they may have had a death in their family they may have had you know they may have had an accident where they've become paralyzed themselves or or somebody else they know has been paralyzed whatever but they, they, they've had these real challenges and difficulties and they have not allowed those things to crush them. Right. But they've faced them and they've triumphed and they've, they've used those things as a driver for creating organizations that are blessing other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And so we've got two purposes. We're going to tell that person's story, you know, and, and mm-hmm. what they went through and the difficulties they've been able to overcome. Cause that's going to, you know, so, cause that's inspiring. Yes. 
But then we're also going to showcase the organizations and talk about it. And, and, and th here's the organization they've created. And this is what they're doing. This is how they're giving back. This is how they're paying it forward. And, and we're going to talk to them uh, about uh, some of the challenges their organizations are facing. You know, what challenges do you have right now? What was it like? What were the challenges you faced in trying to get it set up in the first place? Right. What are the, what are the things you're doing? What are the challenges you're currently facing? Do you need more money? Which all of them are going to need more money. They, yes. they, they'll do. But do you need volunteers? Do you mm -hmm. need uh, help with um, your website? Do you need maybe need a, a new building, you know, what, what, yeah. whatever it might be. And we're going to give them a chance to talk about that on the show. But then, and, 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 and we're going to engage our audience. We're going to give the audience a chance to, if they, if they, the story resonates with them, they're going to be able to uh, help out. They're going to be able to donate. They're going to be able to, if they are local to those organizations, We'll have information that they can, where they can contact them and find out how they can volunteer, how they can do whatever, you know, if we present three or four needs on TV, if you're local and you can help, or yes. if it's something that can be done remotely, whatever, you know, then reach out to these numbers or, and, and contact them. But we're also going to have pre-episode pre engagement with the local viewing audience. Mm -hmm. Wherever we go to film, we're, gonna, we're, we're not going in there just to film. Mm -hmm. It's not about us. I mean, well, interaction. we're going there. We're going to set up a service project wherever we go. And we're going to film that. Yeah. We're going to have invite the, whoever wants to come in the community, come and help us. Yeah. And we're going to film part of that and include it in the episode. And so, mm -hmm. so we've got pre pre episode engagement during the episode engagement and the opportunity for post episode engagement. And the whole purpose behind the show is not only to we're going to share heartwarming, heartfelt, inspiring stories. But we're also going to give the audience, we're going to invite the audience to, to take action, to engage. Yes. And, to, and, and so it's not just about entertainment, which obviously, if it's not entertaining, people are not going to want to watch, yeah. right? But it's about entertaining and motivating action. Actionism, yeah. Actionism, like it, yeah. just like you were just talking about yeah. earlier. Yeah. We're talking about actionism because, you know, kindness in action is what matters. Yes. It's one thing to talk yes. about being kind. My formula is all about taking action. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we, we have enough talk. I have a series called the Forgotten Children series and, and a podcast book will be coming out in 2020 with it. And each person that we interview um, contributes a chapter. And... I'm just blown away by the people because of their love of children, because they hate to see children so forgotten, so left behind that yeah. um, what they're doing and very often out of their own pocket, you know, because like, do you, these children have never done arts and crafts before, or these children have, have never done this. So this child is a foster child and they're going from one place to the other in a plastic bag and they don't have a case. So one of them started comfort cases. And then, you know, what yeah. a foster mom, you know, standing up for, for, the, for the children that need more help and not just passed around. These are people that are really have a conviction yeah. to change lives. And, you know, like what you're doing, like what That's I'm doing. exactly what I'm trying we to do, yeah. believe in them. <laughs> we want people to understand that you can make a difference with them yeah. in making the difference in others' lives. And really, you know, my 
my new platform is called discovering communities and it's about yeah. discovering the communities like yours that are out there celebrating first and foremost the yeah. people that are dedicating their lives to whatever cause um supporting them bringing bringing that spotlight on them inviting through inspiration for people to be a yeah. part of it and take the actionism because we as a society have become so complacent it's not my problem not my problem it's yeah. everybody's problem if well, something's that, broken in the society it's everyone's bro a problem it is it is that's exactly why i wrote the kindness givers formula mm. you know the beautiful thing you know that people have told me that they love about my book it's a mini book it's 35 pages. Right. Simple. You can read it. You can read it in less than 45 minutes. Right. But it's got, it's got, it's, it's, it's like the formula. It's simple, but it's powerfully effective. It's got powerful, you know, packed into that small book is a load of information that is useful and practical and easy to implement. And it's got some great stories. I Just want to see that in schools. Here. Right. I want to see that in schools. I want to see that in government at Congress. I, oh. I want to see <laughs> that in the medical society. You know, I want to see this out in community leaders because people go into something with an intent and then get caught up. We've really yeah. got the sewage of things that are going on and they forget that kindness is the key. And yeah. that when we show the kind, especially as leaders, if our leadership is kind, you get more support in that kindness of getting things yeah. done, right? Yeah. Hate yep. begets hate, love begets love, kindness begets yeah. kindness. So yeah. this book should be out there, especially as the fact that it's just a 35 pager. You're not giving them an encyclopedia. Nope. So it should be one of those little handbooks. I'm like, oh, God, how do I be kind in this situation? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and uh, it, it should be. And I appreciate that. I, you know, I, I don't say that lightly. I, I really do feel like, you know, it's a, it's a, I felt inspired when I was writing it. Mm. I felt like I was guided in what I said and what I wrote. And, and I was blessed to, you know, I have a beautiful friend of mine, wonderful man, name of Chris Jones, and he is he is one of the kind of people that I'll be interviewing. He is a man, he and his wife, uh, he, he's got a Facebook page called Mitchell's Journey. He's got over, you know, three or 400,000 followers on there because he shared the story about his, their journey with their son going, you know, through, uh, I can't remember what kind of dystrophy it's called now. Muscular dystrophy? It's not muscular dystrophy. It's a different kind. But anyway, it's it, it basically his organs start to just shut down. Mm. And, uh, you know, and, and so he passed, ended up passing away when he was just 12 years old. And it's all, you know, he was kind enough. He, he's written, you know, so many different blogs about his son and about the kindness that they were given. He allowed me to use three of his stories in the end of my book. Mm-hmm. And they're just fantastic, you know, about kindness in, in action. Yes. And I shared, you know, I shared three, three, three of my personal stories. One of them I just shared with you the, about the guy on the plane. Actually, two of them. <laughs> the yep. one about that, my, my friend telling me that I was neat is in there yes. as well. But, um, you know, the, the, so the, the nice thing about the book, it's got practical information. It's got the stories. And it's got a whole, you know, in the back, it's got a summary. Here's the takeaways, major takeaways. Mm. Here's the things. That, that you can do and how you can implement this in your life. And 
I use the analogy of honeybees in there. We talk about, you know, our, some people have asked me, well, you know, said, oh, I'm just one person. What can I do? What can, uh-huh. I, what kind of impact can, can just lot. one person have? <laughs> and I said, well, okay. When you start thinking about thinking like that, just think of honeybees. And they're like, what? <laughs> like think of honeybees. An individual honeybee only lives for about six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. But in that six to eight weeks, they travel thousands of miles and visit thousands of flowers, gathering nectar. Also, they can condense it down into honey. Mm-hmm. But then think about this. One honeybee only produces one twelfth of a teaspoon of honey in their lifetime. That's squat. I mean, that's right. nothing. But that little twelfth, that one twelfth of a teaspoon is vital to the hive's survival. Every honeybee working 20,000 to 60,000 honeybees working together can produce up to anywhere from 80 pounds to 100 pounds of honey in a year. That's vital to our survival because we use honey for everything. Right. I mean, honey, honey, honey is a sweetener that's used everywhere. Yes. And so, but think about the cumulative collaborative effect of all those bees working together, all that wonderful sweetness that is created. And then think about what if every day, you had hundreds, thousands, ten thousand, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, even millions or billions of people getting up and saying, I'm going to be a kindness giver today. What a different world we'll be in. What the world will trans will change. Uh, if people do that, the world will change overnight. Yes. It'll oh, change gosh. overnight. And the thing and is so, that a lot of the discontent that people carry in their own hearts would change. Because it would. we are designed to, to be purposeful. We are designed, you know, as each one of us in our own self-discovery, discovering what our instrument is. We learn exactly. to play that instrument, to bring it to the orchestra of life, to play that orchestra as a symphony, to invite other people to yeah. discover their own yeah. music. You know, maybe they're the dancer, maybe they're the orchestra. You know, it doesn't matter what you are. Discover what you are so that you can bring your beautiful gift forward and understand that the ocean isn't made out of one drop. It's trillions upon trillions upon trillions of drops in there. The beach, every tiny little grain of sand is what makes the beach. I think one of the things we've got to get out of this thinking is that as human beings, we're elite. And, you know, the individual is more important. The whole individual who is living in loving and kindness, bringing to their collective humanity, is what will will resonate out that love vibration that we all are so desperately individually seeking. So we've got to understand we're in this together. We are. We are. And when we get out of ourselves, (laughs) you know, not to wax religious because I'm not going to go there, but, uh, you know, I have some religious leaders that I greatly admire. And one of my, one of the leaders I admire, you know, shared about, he, w- he went on a mission trip to England when he was a young man. And he got over there and he'd been there for a little while. And he said, what am I, and he just thought, what am I doing here? This is a waste of time. Nobody wants to hear what I have to say mm-hmm. or listen to me or anything like that. And he, he wrote a letter home to his father and uh, just discouraged and depressed. And his father wrote a simple, very, very simple letter back to him says, son, forget yourself and go to work. Mm-hmm. Forget yourself and go to work. 
when we forget ourselves, yeah. we find ourselves. But Honestly. But the thing is also, when the pupil is ready, the teacher will be there. And in the, I've been doing this work, not interviewing, but my spiritual counseling work all my life. Um, I was given the gift of knowingness as a child and I could see things and I could, I was counseling as a child, just yeah. one of those things, the, the, what the knowledge I needed to give somebody at the time was there. And a lot of what I was designed to do was premature in the way that I was meant to do it because I had to wait for things like internet and podcasting yeah. <laughs> and other stuff to catch up. And I've had some individual successes along the road of changing people's lives, not going out to do it, but just having that momentary impact. And the thing is, all we can do is put ourselves out there. And we feel sometimes nothing is having an effect. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, you see one person's effect and then you realize there's all the other effects that you've had as well. So all we have to do is just keep rippling, keep spending yourself not yeah. to a point of exhaustion but spend yourself in in that kindness and in that love and people will pick up on it people will pick up on the radar but we've also got to know we've got frequencies of people here and frequencies of people higher and you've sometimes got to kind of push that frequency down to invite them to rise up yep. so just yeah. keep on doing. If you go out today and you're kind to someone and that person's grumpy to you and go, well, I tried kindness and it didn't work. I'm sorry. That's, you know, no. that's not and the that's way it goes. Gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. That's going to happen. Not yes. everybody is receptive to no. kindness. No. And, and all you have to, what do you do? And, and, and get, you just, it's like you've read my book. <laughs> 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 but it's a, it is, is uh, one of the things that I point out in there, you know, there's going to be some people that just, you know, you can't, it doesn't matter how kindly you treat them. They're not going to, they're not going to accept it. And so right. what do you do? You just say, okay, well next. Yes. And just go, you go on. You can't, you, you don't know the seeds you've planted though. You don't. Right. That you seed don't. can start penetrating. It'd be at the back of the mind. And then somehow they're given an opportunity to be kind to someone and the knee jerk reaction is to be nasty, but they're, Oh God, that's that person was kind. I wonder if I tried that. So yeah. don't look at anything as a waste of time. No, right? kindness is never wasted. Never. It's never wasted. Never. No, and <laughs> I like, I've got, you notice I've got my Fred Rogers cardigan on here. <laughs> and Fred, uh, Mr. Rogers was one of my heroes when I was growing up. He used to always watch Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And I, I love what he says. You know, there's three ways to be successful. Mm -hmm. Be kind, be kind and be kind exactly and and you know i can't say it better than that nope you and know. on that note how do people get the book how do they find your site how they do they to, become a part of this whole beautiful movement <laughs> they go to they can go to www.randymcneely.com can you spell mcneely for people yes it's m c n e e l y so Randy, R-A-N-D-Y, M-C-N-E-E-L-Y.com. And right on the front page, I have a link to my book. You can, or you can go straight to Amazon, do a quick search for kind, the kindness givers formula, and it'll pop right up. And it's, it's uh, reason, very reasonably priced, $4 for the ebook, $7 for the, you know, mm. $3.95 for the ebook, $6.95 for the right. paperback. And so 
that's where they can find that. And then I am uh, on LinkedIn, you know, with my profile is, you know, slash, you know, linkedin.com slash Rand slash R McNeely, I think, or R, yeah, R McNeely. And I do Kindness Unleashed Thursday, every Thursday on there, uh, where I'm inviting people to do as many acts of kindness as they can in 24 hours, mm -hmm. trying to keep track of that every Thursday and break a record each week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and I'm doing, you know, doing all these other things. And the kindness, my kindness, the kindnesshunters.com is out there, but it's parked right now. It, we're, it's under construction. So that's okay. What's going on? Yes. Hey. Yes. And if, can I say one more plug? Please. If you're an investor out there and kindness is in your wheelhouse, reach out to me at kindnessgiver at randymcneely.com. You know, because we're, we're looking for investors for our show. It's a, it's a great show. I've got a pilot. I'm not a pilot. I've got a sizzle. I got a very generous return on investment. Reach out to us and, and uh, you know, and or, or you can reach me at kindnessgiver at randymcneely.com. We've got to actually understand we're all in this. I did another series called um, Let's Get Synced, which was actually talking about our emotional climate around climate yep. change and how we can change that. And I interviewed an awful lot of people from Europe and across, and it how they're working with industry, how they're working with governments to put people, planet before profit. And that the profit will come the more you invest in planet and people. And that's and the economics of kindness. It, it is, absolutely. <laughs> and, and the thing is, yeah. is that being kind and understanding to your workforce, your workforce will want to stay there. So they'll work in order to keep their yeah. jobs because they feel validated and they feel that that kindness is there. Got to understand, it's a family wherever your workforce is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You have your family at home, you have your family there, and you've got to treat everyone with kindness. And so many people travel with resentment. And we know what it does to us. It causes a hole in our gut. Yeah. It hurts. It literally does, it does. hurt. It does. And, and it's like carrying a 10-pound or 20-pound stone inside our stomach. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's weighing you down or, you know, the coat of past history, what they did to me. Well, you know what? Did. And you don't yeah. know the circumstances of why they did it at the time. Is what they did to you forgivable? Well, you know, you, you can forgive the person but not condone the action, right? Yeah. The thing yeah. is, if you don't forgive and if you don't choose to be kind, you're the one that's going to get eaten up. Yeah, it's not going to hurt anybody else. Yeah, Dang, you know, I, for for the longest time, I mean, I just one more quick thing. I can speak to that. I mean, personally, you know, my family went through some real challenges, and, and my my father, bless his heart, you know, rest may he rest in peace. He wasn't the kindest man on the planet, mm -hmm. and he made some serious mistakes some very serious mistakes. He ended up in prison for it. And, uh, you know, I blamed myself for some of his mistakes. Like you were talking about earlier, yes. people blaming themselves. And I was angry. Mm -hmm. I was angry with him for a long, long time. I had to let it go. Yes. I had to, because it wasn't hurting him at all. No. Other than the fact that I wouldn't go see him. I wouldn't, I didn't want to talk to him. I didn't want to go see him. I didn't want to, you know, and that hurt me, 
that was, yeah. that was my mistake. Yeah. You know, uh, but when I was finally able to forgive him and, and I, it, for me, it took a lot of prayer and mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of souls a lot of seeking, a lot of help. I, I feel like I needed help from heaven. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just, just my experience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, finally after years, and some counseling and other things, I was able to let it go and go talk with him and, and reconcile and, and, and forgive. And, and I can't tell you, that was like a 10,000 pound yeah. weight being lifted off my back. Yes. It was like, it was like, it was like coming into the room and flipping on the light switch. The light came on where it had been dark before. Right. Cause it, 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 I was letting what had happened in the past and the anger about that hold me hostage yeah and and you can't do that no we are a product of our upbringing yeah but we are our own person and we have the gift of being able to make our own choices and it you know we've all got something in our past and when you actually understand the way they were brought up you understand how you were brought up my mum once said to me you've brought your kids up the way you wanted to be brought up which was a lot more hands-on, lots of hugs and kisses. Kids might say smothering, but that's who I am. (laughs) And the thing is, though, she was brought up in an era where she actually got beaten for asking for a hug. So one has to understand we are a product of how we're brought up, and at some point we need to recognize. We can make different choices. We can make different choices, but we also don't need to condemn the person for the way they brought us up or what they've done to us because they've done it based on their information, their knowledge or where they're at in their life. Right. So forgiveness has to be there. Now there are people that go out there and hurt for hurt's sake and they're damaged in a different way. And that's a totally different um, story. And a lot of narcissists. We could talk talk another three hours. Go to to the narcissistic (laughs) sociopath, psychopath show. We cover that there. But yeah. the thing is, is that if we don't turn around and look at people and go, you know, I forgive you for that. We're going to be eaten up. And then that kindness of forgiveness. And I've, yeah. I'm now open to having a different relationship. It, you so, know, that it, it's such a different playing field, isn't it? It is. Well, the interesting thing is you're giving kindness in two directions. Yeah. To yourself and mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. This has yeah. been wonderful. Sarah. It has been wonderful. Thank you, Randy. The, the bottom line is, is that kindness is one of the best medicines you can give yourself and you can give to someone else. Kindness covers caring. It covers love. It covers consideration. You know, it covers respect. You know, it is one of those things that when you give an act of kindness to someone, it says, I see you, I hear, I care. And that is what we all are looking for in life. Do you see me? Yes, I see you. I'm here for you. And that's what kindness does. Exactly. And that's how, you know, by treating each person, taking the time to treat the people around them within their sphere of influence with kindness, that's how we can restore light, love, unity, and peace. 100%. That's how we can restore it. It's the only way we can heal ourselves. That's I'm, a, I'm a man on a mission to do that. Oh, I'm, I'm right behind you on that mission. I really am. Thank it, you. It's uh, If we want to change the world, and let's look at it, we're on a cycle of hate and war and hate and war and hate and war, which only shatters us. 
and it will get to a point where we can't put those pieces back together. We have to step into love and kindness and we have to start looking at each other as an asset to the world and not as some enemy. And that's the only thing that's going to heal us. Exactly. Exactly. We have to be able to engender the same feeling that comes out after a natural disaster. Everybody comes together to help rebuild things. That needs to be a constant feeling, not just at those times. The feeling that comes out at the holidays, Mm -hmm. Christmas, whatever it is, we all, at that time of year, we all tend to want to give more, want to, that, that needs to last, that needs to last all year long. That's why I told my family this, this last Christmas, you know, we're going to celebrate Christmas like every month mm-hmm. of the year. Mm-hmm. We're going to, we're going to keep that feeling in our home. We're going to do Cause that, that needs to stay around all the time. It shouldn't be just a one time a year thing. It no. should be a constant thing. And so that's what it's, we need. The village is only as strong as everybody's participation. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether you're in a global village or international village, who knows, who cares? The thing is, is your community is only strong as your input. And if your input is one of kindness and caring and being there for each other, then you'll have a strong community. You'll have a yep. strong village. We'll have a strong world. We've really yep. got to stop putting this on everyone else. Remember the finger pointing, three pointing back at us? Yeah. What <laughs> are we going to do about it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. The step into kindness. That's a good first step. <laughs> far too many people want to sit around and wait for the politicians to do it. And they're, oh, they're going to be waiting for a very, oh, very long time. Hell will freeze over. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, and really, if we're sitting there waiting for other people to do it, we're abdicating our responsibility. And I'm sorry, you are here to go through life. You are here to experience the ups and the downs because you discover your courage, you discover your strength, you discover your abilities, you discover your instrument, you discover your orchestra. And then when you get to that other side and you are now a participant, you are a giver. You really understand what existence and life is all about. And it is awesome. So be prepared to go through life and go through it with kindness. And that's why it's called the kindness givers formula. <laughs> yes. Love the yeah. formula. Love it. And so then get the book from randymcneely.com. Yep. And, uh, and investors and, can find you there. And uh, I think the TV show is a brilliant idea because it really does give us those. We watched, I watch them all the time. If I want to boost my, you know, I'm feeling sad. I want to boost myself up. I watch all those rescues that go on on Facebook yeah. or people yeah. being kind to one another and it warms yep. my heart and it puts me back on track. Right. Yep. yep. Yeah. A little yep. heartwarming needs to go on. So kindness is the key to that. It turns your heat. Yep. Not. <laughs> yep. Yep, it does. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Randy. Thank you so much. And to remember everyone, go to the mirror right now and tell yourself that you really care about you, that you're really going to be kind to you. You're going to stop beating yourself up, stop second doubting yourself, and then turn that kindness on to someone else and see the effect it has. I promise you, it is addictive. And the more kindness that you give, the more love that you give other people, the more that will come back to you and the more you will raise the vibration and the more you will see the healing start. So until next time, folks, let kindness rule. Bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. To find many more shows of inspiration, please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com podcasts and you will see an array of shows to choose from. 
please do visit our www.discoveringcommunities.org and see what else that we have in store for you. Do enjoy our next show.